This is Healthcare Strategies. This podcast was recorded remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic. As a result, the quality may be a little lower than our usual standards. We appreciate your patience as we practice social distancing. From all of us at Intelligent Healthcare Media, stay healthy, stay safe, and enjoy the latest episode of Healthcare Strategies. Hi, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. I'm Jessica Kent, an editor for Health IT Analytics. Today, we're talking to Jamie Nordhagen, MSRN, Director of Capacity Management at the University of Colorado Hospital. In today's episode, we're talking about how advanced analytics can help address bed capacity during COVID-19. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you, Jess? Great. Um, So let's start off by talking about the solution your organization used to evaluate bed capacity. What led your organization to deploy the tool and did you find anything challenging during implementation? Sure. So our organization um, has grown very, very rapidly um, over the course of the last several years. Um, What has happened with us is we um, have developed Um, several homegrown tools that we utilize data, which has been great. We've learned a lot. The downside to it is is that it has resulted in a lot of um, manual labor on our end. It results in a lot of time of our frontline clinicians to gather data um, to operate daily. And so um, it ultimately resulted in a lot of chaos. We spent a lot of time in daily operations to make sure that patients flowed through our, our hospital and we had enough space to accommodate our patients daily. And so we really needed a solution for us um, to decrease chaos. We had high level people um, solving really what should be simple solutions. And so LeanTOS really was a solution for us to decrease the chaos for us and really has helped us free up time for our people to operate at the top of their scope and doing more things at the bedside for our clinicians. So if you could just give an overview of how the tool works, who can access it, and um, kind of what the system setup looks like. You bet. So basically what it is, is it has an overview of census across our entire hospital. For all intents and purposes, I'm going to go over just what things look like at our organization. The tool actually has the ability to look at every organization across our entire system, Um, and it's broken down by region. So we have three different regions, but for purposes of this um, conversation, I'll focus on our organization. So it looks at a census broken down by division, ICU, med surge, and progressive care. And then it also now breaks things down by COVID and non-COVID for us. It then looks at our discharges and admissions and the source of our admissions, whether they are coming through our access center, which we call our doc line, um, if they're procedural or surgical admissions, and then our emergency department. It also then looks at our discharges and um, it incorporates machine learning um, in both our discharges and admissions and what our trends have looked like over time in order to become more accurate as time progresses. And so we are able to really um, be very accurate, not only um, in current state 
of what our state of the house is, but what it will be. And so um, that's really important for an organization like ours that operates at a capacity over 100% um, so that we can be very, very proactive in opening non-traditional spaces and doing things to um, address discharge barriers very proactively. Because if we're waiting until we're over capacity in our ED to take action, um, we'll be in a lot of trouble. So we're looking um, consistently over 24 hours out where we think our bed balance will be, what our occupancy will be, and we have um, actions that we take based off of that. The, the other things that the tool does for us is um, we have on and off service units with um, us being a quaternary medical center is different specialty units. And so um, we try to target our patients to be able to receive um, the specialized care that they need on very specific units. And then we have um, nurses trained to be able to accommodate that specialty on another unit. And so we call that their sister unit. And so what the tool actually does is um, identifies the sister unit uh, and it will suggest transfers for us to be able to have patients be on the correct unit. When we are at such high capacity, sometimes it is a challenge to get a patient always on the correct unit or even on the sister unit. And so we actually try to minimize um, internal transfers, but there are times that if we do do a lateral transfer, it may open up a bed in order to be able to place a patient on a correct unit. And so the transfer tool actually helps us prioritize transfers, um, whereas an upgrade to a higher level of care would be a high priority transfer. And if we're able to um, place a patient on a high priority on-service unit, that would be maybe a little bit lower, um, but it would prioritize it accordingly. So that is another feature that the tool does for us. Great. So what kind of results have you seen since using the tool? Sure. So the tool has been really instrumental in automating patient flow through our ICUs. The COVID surges for us really, really complicated patient flow. And it's allowed us uh, to smooth patient flow during these times. And historically, our bed management system required our nurses to manually enter when patients were ready to move after physicians wrote downgrade orders for transfer to lower levels of care. It has allowed us to leverage a pull versus a push strategy for our lower acuity patients in the ICUs and it's offloaded some of that administrative burden for our bedside nurses. So instead of us really um, waiting to move people, um, we've been able to seek out patients to pull out of our ICUs and it, it's created some bed capacity for us in our ICUs, which during COVID was really, really instrumental for us. So if you could pick out just a few essential elements needed to deploy a solution like this, what factors or tools would you name or pick? So I would say that the, um, the bed balance predictability um, and then the access, I, I didn't touch on the access before, 
Um, but access to the tool we have pretty broadly. We give access to everyone from um, our chief operating officer and our chief medical officer to the nurse manager of the ED, to all of our nurse managers, our house supervisors. And when everyone has quick access um, to this tool on their, on their phone, um, it really helps them run their own business and prioritize their own day. So if you are an attending provider and you have this um, keyed up on your cell phone and you can quickly look to see that the organization is at high capacity and, and boarding 25 inpatients in the ED, um, you may choose to round on your discharging patients first and ask your residents to write discharge orders first. Um, and if you're the ED nurse manager, you're going to actually say, hey, guys, um, we are going to move our stable inpatients to our clinical decision unit so that we can keep our ED main area open and running for our traumas and sicker patients, because it looks like we're going to be holding um, for quite some time today. And so that level of transparency and predictability across the organization um, actually is pretty key for us. Prior state before we had this, this tool and technology was um, that my team of house supervisors um, actually had to calculate and run these numbers um, manually. And we did this about four times a day and we really were pretty blind throughout the day. And we would meet as an organization um, at specific time periods. And between those times, um, there could be a pretty significant swing where we were sitting in terms of that predicted bed balance. And so, um, now that's constantly updated as our as our numbers change throughout the day, as we get discharges, um, as teams around um, and are updating um, our bed management system with predicted discharges. So that has really um, revolutionized how we work and function as an organization. So what advice would you give to other organizations looking to implement similar tools? What I would say is pull in your operational and clinical leaders as soon as possible. So they're the people that really understand reality and logistics. Pull them in, Lean Toss and your teams have been really fundamental in taking their knowledge in, of reality and translating it into how to use that with informatics and the machine learning. So pull in those leaders and the front line, um, pull those people in early. The more that you can pull them into the building of the tool and then how to really utilize it builds trust in the tool and the outputs and how it's utilized. So the more that you can really utilize those frontline leaders and, and the bedside, the more that you can utilize the, those outputs for staffing, we utilize it for predictions in terms of um, how many people we might be boarding in our ED. And so our ED leadership uses that and how they're gonna ultimately staff their ED in the coming shifts. Um, we utilize it in how we're gonna open and close some of our surge spaces that ultimately translates into staffing and where we're gonna place um, some of our contingency staff. And so um, really looping in um, those people, 
that we want to utilize the tool is really essential in the beginning stages. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated or increased the adoption of tools like these? Yeah, what we've been able to do is work with them and how we utilize our space in placing our COVID patients, um, not only at our hospital, but across our system. And so we have been able to just leverage every possible space that we can. And um, I honestly think it's even um, increased our patient safety um, in how we utilize our spaces and look at our COVID positive patients and the spaces we place them in. And we can look at how we're utilizing our space across the region and where our available beds are at. We now look at our entire system in regions and where our COVID available beds are and what our census is. And we can start to um, look at what our um, COVID protocols are and where we can accept and place patients as they come in through our access centers. And so it's been pretty instrumental in us really running our business and um, keeping um, access available for not only COVID, um, but other uh, non-COVID patients across our entire system. Great. Thank you, Jamie, for your time today. You bet. How is your organization using data analytics tools to improve day-to-day operations? Share this episode on Twitter, tag Help IT Analytics, and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. This has been an Intelligent Healthcare Media production. 